0: Morning, everyone. It's good to be back in the house of God again to uh, see one another and receive hugs <laughs> and visits with each other's face to face. There was an article in the paper just yes, uh, yesterday or the day before, because I usually get it a day late, about how detrimental it is to uh, uh, not have social visiting and social activities where you can visit with one another, see one another or go places and visit one another. It's actually very detrimental to our bodies. Uh, So that's interesting. (laughs) Um, Today I wanted to speak on how to pray as Jesus did. We look to Jesus as an example for every activity that we do or what we should be doing. So here's one more that we would pray in a way that Jesus would have prayed if he was there. Well, it's hard to put those kind of words together, but uh, I've got a few verses. But I thought first I'd look at uh, scriptures that had prayer in the verse. So I'm going to go fairly fast through a lot of these verses. You'll know them or be able to find them. Uh, So on prayer, we have uh, verses like this. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face continually. So some of the words we want to zoom in on a bit is continually, continually pray. Always pray for one another. Always be in prayer about uh, loved ones and friends. Uh, Lord, I I have called upon, called daily upon thee. I have stretched out my hand unto thee. It's from Psalms, David saying that. Can we say that? See, that should be a goal for us to be able to reach out to the Heavenly Father, talk with Him, pray daily um, for uh, His guidance and His touch in our lives. Lord, I have called upon Thee daily, upon Thee. I have stretched out my hand. Okay, that's in um, Psalm 88. The next one in, um, in Proverbs. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates waiting at the posts of my door so that's god talking to us through proverbs and he's saying blessed is the one that would do that That'd be there daily praying and talking to god watching not just standing gazing but mindful of doing that activity to be there daily to talk with god Here's another one from uh, Ecclesiastes. Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God, for God is in heaven and thou art upon the earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. And we know Jesus talked about those as well about how much we say in prayer, what we say, and how we word it. Don't have to be repetitious and so on. So he's looking back at these as well, was what Jesus was doing. Okay, here's another one. When ye make many prayers, I will not hear. Whoa. Now that's a problem. That's in Isaiah. Oh, my glasses are not as clean as I'd like, I guess. Um, Isaiah 1 and verse 15 sometimes we read about god not not listening to prayers but usually it's because of false things that they're doing bad things that they're doing and then god won't hear their prayers and we know that whenever we are in trouble and we pray god immediately hears us not because we're so good (laughs) it helps but um, god is looking for certain things in our prayers and whether we're giving him honor and praise or whether we're doing our own thing and don't care or reverse not even wanting him to be near us Daniel had a normal thing that he did and here's a verse in Daniel 6 Daniel knelt upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done a so even when they were instructed you shall not pray to any other God Except what the government tells you to do. And he didn't do that. And he didn't close his windows neither, because somebody was listening. <laughs> and they reported him. And God saved him out of all of his troubles as well, he made a fantastic message to the world around him. And that king sent out letters, and told all of his people and all of the nations, I mean, absolutely miracle things happened because he stood his ground with prayer, because of praying daily. And kneeling down is interesting, if, if our knees allow us, and if we can get back up after we've been down a while. <laughs> okay. So we can kneel our hearts, I think. In some cases, we just uh, sit down, lay down, or whatever, and get serious with, with what we're praying about. Uh, things that Jesus said I'm going to come up with a, a, a little bit later, so I'm going to go on down here a bit. Um, Men ought always to pray and not to faint. That's in uh, Luke 18, verse 1. Always pray and not give up. Don't lose the ground of not remembering or whatever. That's fainting. That's fainting away, fading away. Uh, we need to always hold our ground on prayers and being diligent with our prayers. A couple more here. Pray without ceasing. That's a good commandment of the New Testament. Okay, <laughs> pray without ceasing. There's other words that, we, that I could have looked up. Uh, and what what prayer means? It can be called entreating, talking to God by entreating God. Um, we can pray to God. We can have a petition to God. We can plead our case before God or in prayer. Um, answers to prayer. We should be looking for answers, knowing that God does answer prayers. He can say yes, and he can say no, and he can say wait a while. Okay, <laughs> so. We have to be ready for the alternatives as well sometimes we'd like it immediately and whatever we said our way you know put it our way we need to make sure it's God's will God's way Um, we can call prayer requests we ask God to hear us and ask God to do such and such for our friends and our family and our relatives and so on we can make a request or supplication it's another word. So if you're looking these up in the uh, in a Bible program, you might want to use those words and see what comes up. Just uh, take that into heart as well. Here's a, a verse. In time of their trouble, when they cried unto thee, thou hearest them from heaven. That's a positive thing. They were in trouble, but they knew that God was hearing them. God was watching out for them. God was listening to their prayers. Okay, another one here uh, lord the lord is far from the wicked but of uh, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous so the trick is to make sure that our prayers are heard and to make sure that we're uh, asking and receiving we need to have a good connection with the heavenly father live righteously and have him Um, in his will, in his ways. His righteousness, not our righteousness. Okay. And another verse here. um, Ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. So it's not just a drive-by prayers, you know. (laughs) It's, (laughs) It's getting serious with God and talking to him. Take time for him. Therefore I said unto you, That things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. That's in Mark 11. That's a little hard sometimes to say, uh, God's going to give me anything I ask for. So what can I ask for? Of course, we need to be in his will. Don't ask for foolish things and and things that will consume on ourselves. And, you know, for our own loss. Those those things are not going to receive a, a good attention or attention properly that we think that we're going to get. But we need to be in God's will. And then when we do know this is God's will, and we can pray for it, and we ought to be able to receive it, then believe that it's going to happen. Otherwise, what's the point? If you're not a believer, you know, you don't believe God's going to do it anyway. So you're just asking, wondering, mistakenly, sort of, maybe it'll happen. Maybe God happens to be listening. (laughs) Uh, No, we've got to be more faithful than that, right? More believing than that. Uh, Think of the the prophet Elijah, that uh, they were going to make a challenge between those guys and their God and him and his God. And while the others are praying, he says, well, you know, holler louder, he might hear you. Or uh, wake him up, he's probably taking a nap. You know, <laughs> Had in the meantime, what is he doing on his? He dug a trench around the altar, poured water all over everything, and filled the, all, the, the uh, gutter around the outside, this hole that was dug around it, filled that with water too, and drowned it three times, wasn't it? Why did he do all that? He was making sure that there was no, nobody could say later, oh, you snuck in a match, or you snuck in some lighter fluid, or you snuck in something. It was for sure, ground to the dead that will never start up on its own. And then when he prayed to God, he didn't have to have a very fancy prayer, not long prayers. But when he prayed, the fire came from God, not from this side up. It came from God and burnt up his sacrifice and his altar and everything. God was really showing That he is there. Yeah. So that gives us that faith. There's a song that way. Elijah's God Still Lives Today. Yeah, I like that song. Um, Next on my list here. If any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, he heareth him. That's a good verse. That's in John chapter 9. Um, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it will be done unto you. Wow, again, you're in Christ, you're wanting to do Christ's will, you're doing God's will, and you want to be in God's will, and you're asking for the benefit of God, and for the spreading of the gospel, for God to receive the, the glory. He's going to give it to you. He's going to hear you. Okay. Uh, prayer of faith shall save the sick. Kind of two words there, save, means they'll they'll come back to health, but save their souls eternally. Wouldn't that be fantastic? If you could save them not just from sickness, but save them spiritually by what we say and how we pray and how we ask God to bless them, how we ask God to touch them. That's the big thing. Uh, His ears are open unto our prayers. 1 Peter 3 and verse 12. Whatsoever ye ask ye receive of him because ye keep his commandments and do those things which are pleasing in his sight. It's 1 John 3, 22. Again, that's a list of things that are in 1 John and it'll give you the answers to the questions. Okay, <laughs> if that's a test question, test things. The test asks you a question and the answer is given there as well. In 1 John, there—that's a fantastic book to read. That and understand those things. Okay, so that gives you an idea of prayers and uh, what it said about prayers. So let's go to the actual sermon. Turn with me to Matthew 26. Matthew chapter 26. And I want to start with verse 36. 26 verse 36. Then cometh Jesus with them to a place called Gethsemane and said unto the the disciples, sit ye here and I will go and pray yonder. He's gonna, we know that he talked with God all the time and he prayed all the time. But here he's saying, you guys stay here and I'm going to go over here and pray to my father. Something was special here. He was making sure that he was giving his full attention to the heavenly father and was going to do it on his own with them nearby. Well, then in verse 37, he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. So they are closer to him now. He's taken a few close by. We would say this would be great to have a prayer group that we can join together bond together think together pray together that that would be really nice and he wanted somebody near him so he took those verse 38 then said he unto them my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death tarry ye here and watch with me tarry he's begging them "Stay, stay here close by to me feel for me feel my pain and my sorrow you probably can't hear me speaking because I'm going to be just over there. Sometimes there's a, a verse that says a stone's throw away. Not very far, you can see, but uh, you may not be able to hear everything that he says. And watch with me. Again, not just looking at, you know, okay, he's kneeling down, okay, he's doing this, he's got his hand up, he's got his hand down, he's, you know, his lips are moving, but you can't hear words. You know, not that kind of looking. Not that kind of watching. Don't they say when you go sometimes to a funeral home and the family is gathered at a certain hour, they call it a watch? You're not watching and looking to see the, the casket is there and the flowers are there. and, and you know, You're not doing that. You're being there for that family, to be a support team for that family. Maybe you don't even get to say anything, but you're there and they know it. They're sad and they're glad you're close by so that's kind of a watch. Watch with me. Verse 39, And he went a little further, and fell on his face, and prayed, saying... Now, falling on their face is a common saying in the scriptures. Uh, they didn't just collapse and go bang. I'm sure they dropped on their knees first, and then dropped on their hands, and then dropped down. But they were down, 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 and praying that way. Maybe we would drop on our knees beside our bed or beside an easy chair, or beside a table, beside something that you can hang on to so you don't collapse. Okay, we might say that. We might sit down instead of our normal standing. Um, We might do some other actions as well. This is abasing yourself to go down. In their time, if you would have a soldier with a knife and you knelt before him, you were very vulnerable. And that's what, what we're humbling ourselves before the Heavenly Father. We're saying, you're in charge. I'm nothing. What do you want to do with me? Are you going to let me live? Are you Are going to kill me? You're completely giving yourself to the Heavenly Father, and praying in that humble attitude. So then what does he say? Oh, my Father, he's addressing the Heavenly Father, he's pleading, you can hear the plead in his voice, if it be possible, and he probably knew then it is not possible. But he's asking. He's hurting so bad, and he wants the Heavenly Father to know that. Let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Complete surrendering again to the Heavenly Father. And he cometh unto the disciples, and findeth them asleep. That would be sad. And said unto Peter, What, could ye not watch with me one hour? One hour can seem very, very long if you don't have a bunch of subjects to talk about. There's one prayer thought, and you're going to try to spend an hour at it. I heard one fellow, he prayed for an hour, and he said, Boy, he just couldn't take much longer. He thought, Well, this must be long enough. And he got up, looked at his watch, and found out it was only five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it can be very long. So we need to sometimes be serious in our prayers give that much time be there with jesus when he was in sorrow watch and pray is jesus command again that ye enter not into temptation the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak the flesh was wanting to fall asleep the knees were beginning to hurt couldn't hold his hands up any longer the hebrew people used to stand or kneel and hold their hands out Sometimes higher, but sometimes just here, it's comfortable. And they would pray that way. I was yielding again. I don't have any weapon. I'm in your mercy. You know, um, I'm wanting to receive from you. um, That sort of thing. Well, they get weak in the flesh and not able to stand for very long, not be able to do this for very long. We need to build endurance, I guess you might say, in our prayer time. I can remember prayer times where I thought they'd go on forever, and you squirmed around, you tried to find another way to sit or kneel or whatever, and it was a church service. You didn't get up and leave; you had to endure, <laughs> find something to pray about. But it it was good for us. I learned that prayers can be long and they can be very meaningful. And he went away the second time and prayed, saying, "Oh, my Father, if this." cup may not pass from me, except I drink it. Thy will be done. Again, submission being humble, wanting God to know that. And he came and found them sleeping again. And their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again. This is a third time, isn't it? And prayed the third time, saying the same words. Now this would sound somewhat like another verse that says, Don't pray with vain repetition. No, he wasn't just repeating over and over the same words. He had a great heartfelt prayer in this. Oh, my Father. There's something deep about the second time and the third time of saying the same prayer. It was not a routine. This made me think of when you watch some videos and. They ask a guy if he knows how to pray and he starts praying, Now I lay me down to sleep. That was the only prayer he knew. (laughs) Oh, that's bad. (laughs) Hadn't learned how to pray. (laughs) Didn't know about the circumstance that he was in, and how to pray in the circumstance, uh, you know, for the circumstance. He had a routine prayer that he had memorized when he was little. Um, And my, my Folks taught us things like that, too, for bedtime, as well as for praying for meals. And it was a routine prayer for little children. And we eventually found out that there was more to prayer and more things that could be said. Then it cometh he to the disciples and saith unto them, sleep on and take your rest. And that's kind of a scolding, because what's the next words? Behold, the hour is at hand. And the son of man is betrayed, and the hands of those, and the hands of sinners, betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise and let us go. Behold, he is at hand that doeth betray me. I kind of mixed those two together just slightly because of remembering the second verse. But he's saying, okay, do you want to sleep? Have at it. But that's sad because he says the hour is at hand right now. It's going to happen. So you might as well wake up. The ones that betrayed him are coming. They're here. Um, we've got to go. Yeah, that's sad if we were to wait that long. But Jesus prayed alone here. And there's others examples of where he prayed alone. So you want to remember those at times. Again and again, he had to pray and alone. Jesus often communed alone with his Father when he would go up on the mountain. And he'd uh, say, I want to be alone. I'm going to go up here and I'll pray. I'll meet you later. Or you go ahead and I'll follow. And so on. But he went alone to pray. And sometimes we need to be very face-to-face with the Heavenly Father and make it a crucial time in our lives that we have that prayer time. It is good to pray with other Christians, when two or three are gathered together, you know, that was a, it would be a good time to have prayer. There are times, perhaps crucial times, when we should be alone with God in a prayer closet. Pearl and I pray almost every night separately, and yet we're holding hands. There's times when we want to pray those prayers but we're praying alone we're praying silently to ourselves pearl never knows if i'm praying for myself or who i'm praying for and many times i'm praying for myself cuz i got to make sure that i stay right with god when it's all said and done am i going to make it after you've preached to others and yourself follow oh no we don't want that verse right i don't want to fall away I want to be there in the end time. I want to be with God. I want to inherit. Turn with me to Matthew chapter six. We'll look at a few verses there, just a little ways back here. Matthew chapter six. I want to start in verse five. When thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites, as they are, for they pray standing in the synagogues and in the street corners that they may be seen of men, barely ascend to you, they have their reward. They're already receiving their reward, right? Because somebody's saying, Look at him. See what he's doing? He's getting a pat on the back, you know, yeah. That's their reward. But Jesus is saying, Don't do that. They're a hypocrite because they're wanting their own Uh, rewards for themselves. They're only praying for themselves. So verse 6 is very important. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, so nobody else can hear, pray uh, to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. You'll receive your blessings. So this closet is important. Well, uh, right away you start thinking, I've got to get the shoes out of the way and, and uh, you know, get in there far enough that I can get under the clothing and you know, get the door shut. And, and No, this isn't all about that, is it? They didn't have a stock of shoes like we have. They didn't have ten shirts like we have. Right? This is a silent place where you can get alone with God. Jesus walked up the hill. That could be his closet because nobody else was around. He could pray to the Heavenly Father, loud or softly, and nobody knew. Nobody knew whether he was kneeling down or standing up. He was just concerned about his Heavenly Father. That's our closet. You can get in your car and shut the door. Travel on the road, keep your eyes open, right? (laughs) While you're driving, (laughs) while you're traveling. But you can pray about yourself, and nobody's going to hear. You can pray for others, and nobody will know that you prayed for them but it says here that the reward will be openly we don't need a reward for what we're praying for right we don't need the rewards but we'd sure like to see it happen to other people that we prayed for so those would be rewards verse 7 but when ye pray use not vain repetition and people stand with a whole list of well, they have beads and they have other you know things that they follow and. Um, they've got a fancy name for a repetitious thing that you say. <singing> Matra? Is that the right word? I, I probably got it wrong. What it? Mantra? Mantra? Okay. Uh, I, obviously I don't use it, right? Because I don't know the word. <laughs> okay. We don't need that, do we? It's right here in the scriptures, how to talk to the Heavenly Father and what you say and how you say it. Well, don't make it that kind of a repetition. It's not right. The repetition. The heathens do this, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. No, that's not true. The content, the quality of what you say, whether you really mean what you're saying. It's not how many words or how, many, how much repetition. It's not that sort of thing. Be not ye therefore like unto them. For your Father knoweth that these things, or what things, ye have need of before you ask him. So if he already knows, all we're doing is is pleading our case, you might say, pleading as to why we want this, this to happen. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father. Well, you address who you're speaking to. And you're very, very polite, right? We are here on earth. He's in heaven. You, know, you be polite. And yet there's other verses that say, you can say, Daddy. Uh-huh. But you're still very polite in the way you're going to do it and what you're asking for and how you handle it. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Praise the Heavenly Father for who's there and that the fact is that he's listening. We know that he's listening. We give honor to him. Thy kingdom come. That's another honor to the Heavenly Father. Thy will be done in earth as it, was, as it is in heaven. Again, an honor to the Heavenly Father. Next, give us this day our daily bread. Now you're requesting a time when you can I got this marked right on the side of my page here. So that I remember? First praises, then your request. Okay, so you make a request for your daily food and other things that you need. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And boy, we better be doing our part of that or the other part won't work, right? <laughs> okay. So we need to be forgiving others, and then God will forgive us. Lead us not into temptation. Some say this should be, um, uh, leave us, not in temptation. Well, that still doesn't sound quite right. So there's a deeper understanding to that one little word, lead us, that we know he won't leave us in trouble, won't uh, direct us into trouble. It's got some kind of a deeper meaning that we've got to think on for a bit better there. Uh, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen you're honoring the heavenly father again at those those last words i want to look at luke chapter 11 turn with me to luke chapter 11 and i want verse one and two yeah and it came to pass as he prayed in a certain place somebody was listening When he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John the Baptist taught his disciples. So there is a time of learning what you can say in prayer and how to say it. And you don't have to quote the scripture back to him. He already knows it. (laughs) Some people want to quote a whole bunch of scripture. We can ask God to honor his promise and remind him of which one we're talking about. No, that's okay. But you don't have to make the prayer so fancy that children feel like they, they haven't got a hope of ever learning how to do it. That's where I felt at times when I was young. And he said unto them, when ye pray, that should be lots of times when you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in heaven as in earth, and give us this day. The same sort of a statement there uh, of... Uh, Uh, of the Lord's Prayer, we call it, as he was teaching them. Okay, so pray in humility. Jesus prayed in humility, didn't he? He knelt down. I already mentioned that uh, when he prayed. And Luke 22 has actually got that. uh, There's other chapters as well. Of course, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and so on. But uh, Luke 22 and verse 41. Oh, yes, I wanted to be sure and see kneel down, where the other one said, fell on his face, just an expression of their way of saying it. But, um, and also here in Luke, it says that he, withdraw, he withdrew from them about a stone's cast. That's why I mentioned that a little earlier. He backed away a certain distance. Well, how far can you throw a stone? hundred feet? Maybe. If you're stronger, you can throw further, I guess. Um, so he wasn't too far away, and he knelt down. So somebody was watching, he knelt down and prayed. So probably kneeling should be part of our prayer time. Some people like to pray by the side of the bed, and husband and wives can hold hands side by side, or if you have uh, individual times, or if you're alone uh, at your times of prayer, uh, you can just kneel wherever or next to the bed just before you go to bed. So those are interesting things, a habit of prayer, I guess, is what I'm working at here as well. So Jesus was humbled all of his life, and he showed it in everything he did, even in his prayer times. We must humble ourselves before God if we pray. That's in 1 Peter 5, 5 and 6. Uh, Be ye clothed with humility, it says there. And uh, let's, let's look at that one. 1 Peter. I've got it marked as though I would would want to read it, so I think there's more there than I'm remembering. But we want to look at 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 5 and 6. 1 Peter chapter 5 and 5 and 6. Likewise the younger submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all, uh, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. That's the piece that we're matching with this sermon, right, the humility. For God resisteth the proud, oops, don't go there, and giveth peace, grace, to the humble. We want to be there. So those are the pieces where we really need to pick up and say, I've got to remember to do this, I've got to figure out how to do this. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. If you understand really how powerful and how mighty he is, remember, You know you're standing before a king the power of the universe is in his hands we need to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of god that he may exalt you in due time so god will take care of us okay uh praying earnestly and i've already mentioned a little bit about that but at luke 22 and he was agonizing and he prayed the more earnestly the scripture says in luke 22 verse 44 Jesus was facing a, the greatest struggle of his life because his life was at hand to die. It was a forego- fore- foregone conclusion that he was gonna die. So how do you pray when that's foregone conclusion that you're gonna die? Um, you pray very, very earnestly is what it amounts to. And when he, he knew too that if he died, the security, the salvation of the whole world was at stake. It's not just for one here and one there. Everybody would have a chance at salvation if he died. Salvation would be created, made, and finished, signed, sealed, and delivered. Salvation was going to be possible for everybody if he followed through this. He was serious in his prayer and what he was thinking about. So in our times of trouble and trials, we need to be sure to be praying, and pray earnestly, sincerely and earnestly. What about praying persistently? You ran across one part here where I talked about uh, you know, a repetition or something, but persistent prayer. Uh, Jesus didn't stop on just saying the prayer once. He said, okay, God heard me, God knows, God understands, I've said it once, that's good enough. Why did Jesus go back a second time? Why did he go back the third time? That's just earnesty. That's persistence. Not that God didn't hear him the first time. He's just saying, God, it's a big concern to me. And I want to say it one more time. That's okay. That's being persistent. Again and again sometimes. Don't stop short. And if we know God is hearing us and we want to make sure that we are comfortable with that, Make sure our petition was made before the Heavenly Father so we can feel good ourselves that we've done something. Um, he, uh, When we're in trouble, like in a, taking our burdens to the Lord, we are assured that he has heard us, but also are we assured that he's answering or has answered? We've got to do that. Remember the soldier that came and said, Jesus, you don't have to come down to where my child is just say the word because I'm in the military, I give a man a command and he goes, I tell another one to come and he comes. He understood the law of how things ought to work. Jesus was a commander of Satan, of evil powers of healing and, and getting help for people. Jesus was a commander. He said, You don't have to come to my home, just say the word and it'll happen. Now that is great faith. Do we have that kind of faith? We need to right? when we're praying, hold on to your faith. Don't give up. Don't faint away. You know he heard you. Okay. And pray with submission when Jesus said, Thy will be done. We need to sometimes add that in our prayers, I guess, when we pray that we want something, we need something, we'd like to have this happen or that happen. Um, I know when I prayed for Pearl, I thought, um, God, she looks pretty good. Um, Just in case you hadn't noticed and she's looking pretty good to me. I'd like to have her. Boy, it's hard to say thy will be done. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hard to say thy will be done. But we need to remember that and allow God that privilege to do as he saw fit and what would be best for us. Jesus resigned himself to his Father's will. We should pray with submission in our thoughts and minds and the way we say things, yielding to God, and glory will be done. So closing, we need to pray for ourselves. Right. Keep ourselves on the straight and narrow path. I like to pray for my family and grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, because I've seen people that did that, and it works. Did work for them, and it works for me. Pray for your family. Pray for the ones down from you that can accept Christ and accept the faith and, and live for God and get into the God's graces, get into the heavenly realm, get saved, get ready for the coming kingdom. Remember to give thanks. That's one of the hardest things for me, I guess. And I like it when people pray and they said, they say in the end of their prayer, and we'll be careful to give you the praise. Wow. That's a hard part for me. I've got to remember to say thanks. gotta to do it. Pray for others. Keep your prayers persistent. If I pray once for my family, is that good enough? I don't think so. There's all sorts of situations. Satan's attack again and again and again. We need to remember them in prayer and pray for them. So it's being persistent in prayer and submit to God's will. May God bless you.